Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about 4D sports driving. Yeah, we are. Now, Aaron, <laughs> we've done a lot of driving in our day, and you especially, in your current position, do a tremendous amount of driving. Um, would you call what you do sports driving? Um, it can be. You remember that old band driving and crying? I'd say that's more like what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Fly me courageous, I believe was their big hit. So, have you ever been in a what you'd call a real sports car? Does the Batmobile absolutely? Count? Then yes, I've been in a real sports car. When were you in the Batmobile? Was yeah. that when you met Burt Ward? That's right. At the car show, they let you sit in this, on the passenger side of the Batmobile. It was wow. awesome. Awesome. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I've never been in a real, uh, like, sports sport type car, like a Porsche 911 or anything like that. Uh, the coolest car I've ever been in, I was picked up from a bus station once in a DeLorean, which was pretty rad. Ooh. And, that's yeah. cool. And as we were driving along, we popped the doors open, and they had it all, you know, spread open, and we're, yeah, the, the gold, gold wings. wings. So that was pretty rad. That's probably my coolest. I always thought DeLoreans are really awesome, I have yeah. to say. Before the movie, I thought they were awesome. I remember when they first came out, you're just like, man, look at this thing. you never seen anything yeah, like it. Yeah, it was futuristic, and it's surprising that nobody has thought to kind of capitalize. The way I see it is, remember the PT Cruiser? So yeah. the PT... The Chug yeah, that's fun. right. The PT Cruiser was sort of a throwback car to like an old like 40s like gangster mobile, you know? What I wonder is, yeah. why hasn't somebody taken all of the good feelings, the warm fuzzies towards not only the uh, the Back to the Future elements of the DeLorean, but it's it's cool, like it's retro futuristic 80s future-like looks, and put that into a new car. It seems like I, a while back I heard they were going to fire the DeLoreans back really? up. Really? I, I don't know if they ever did. Uh, but, uh, you know, I believe, if, stop me if I'm wrong here, but, but wasn't a DeLorean like stainless steel? Yeah, I, 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 remember that. <laughs> I think that was one of the reasons why it possibly didn't, what an odd, what an it odd didn't stay in production. Um, but, I mean, it's, it was an awesome looking yeah. car, you know, and it's a shame that, uh, you know, the, the guy that made it had a little uh, nose problem. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Aaron, why don't we dive right in to what's been going on in our little corner of the Amiga scene the updates to everythingamiga.com. What's new, Aaron? Very good. This one almost slipped past the boat. Thanks to your, thanks to your eagle <laughs> eye, uh, old boy. Uh, what we've got here is a, uh, a new uh, section, part two, of the Duncan Styles Checkmate A1500 Plus uh, installation of the uh, Amiga 500, the whole uh, rundown of how it works. Uh, uh, I love these. I thought the first one was great. I haven't got to read this one yet, but I'm looking over the pictures. It looks awesome. Uh, the uh, uh, we were talking before we before we started recording the show 
and what a what a neat uh, what a neat addition that the uh, that the checkmate case makes to your collection, and it really it it's one of the few things you can buy that gives you unbelievable functionality. Right. right. You know that's that's the amazing thing, and the fact that this thing got made and it isn't absolute garbage is astounding because the amount of room for error in a, in, a, in a project like this is off the freaking charts, Boaster. I mean, you can you imagine? Can you imagine me and you putting no, something like this together? No, no. And this could have <laughs> easily been one of the bigger flops in Amiga Kickstarter history. You know, yeah. if your oh, tolerances yeah. are off even by you know less than a quarter of an inch. You know, your boards aren't going to fit in here correctly. There could be so many things that could go wrong with the injection molding process. I mean, even look at all the trouble that the guys had with the keycaps. They had to send those back two or three times because things weren't right. And this is a full case. So really give it up to old Stephen Jones for putting out a a quality product. And, of course, thank you to Duncan for documenting this process. This is so, so cool to be able to live. You know, on top of everything else, you've got hardware elements to this. And, you know, the... uh, uh, the wide and ludicrous differences of the Amiga 500 hardware that was sold in in 20 or 30, 25 years or whatever, and you're trying to get all this stuff to work with a, like with these riser boards and stuff. I mean, it's it's wacky. Mm-hmm. But once you get this thing all set up and get everything going, I mean, effectively you've made yourself uh, uh, like a souped up Amiga 12, uh, 2000. Right. Effectively, right. I mean, you've got everything in there. Uh, it really takes because the Amiga 500 is by far the cheapest of the Amiga family. Uh, if we pick one of these things up, pretty cheap, and you can convert this into something really amazing. So yeah, I, I hats off the hats off the whole crew that worked on this. Very yeah, good. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes the everythingamiga.com updates for this week. However, we have a plethora of news brought to us by the Fendry the friendly neighborhood gamble train, the train of Amiga news, Aaron. I feel like we haven't talked enough about the gamble train in recent weeks. Look at it. We, I think we talked about Gaze it Gaze at its majesty <laughs> as it brings oh, us the yeah. week's Amiga news day in, day out. It's been a busy week in Amiga news, Aaron. Uh, first thing we've got is a new article up from our, 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 our good friend, Amiga Love. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Uh, he has been playing around with a hand scanner. Now, Aaron, I I can't remember if it was you or the Chud that had a hand scanner back in the day. Who was it? That was okay. me, man. Uh, it was actually I was using in the video you're referencing. I was playing with the Chud's oh, hand scanner. Okay. Uh, this was these things were neat. I mean, this is hard for people to understand now, but uh, I mean, not for this gang, but when having pictures having digitized pictures of stuff that you wanted was hard to come mm-hmm. by like it didn't happen man you couldn't just you know, do it you a, couldn't you, just whip out the old cell phone and, and snap a picture of your favorite comic book you couldn't do a google or image a search or yeah you want to have a picture yeah. of you and so these hand scanners especially when they had the uh uh, uh you know the ones that you could i mean because when these things first came out a lot of times they would have uh, uh they required their own specific port or they were scuzzy or whatever but I mean, these things these things allowed you to take and hand scan in pictures. Now they weren't the best quality, you know, uh, but it was still neat to to be able to do it because it was so difficult to digitize stuff. Uh, and it was it was uh, early on the game before the you know dig, digiviews and stuff came out. And even when you're using those things, it was no mm-hmm. picnic, by the way, early on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I played with a lot of hand scanners and. 
of course, once you get the footage in, uh, the uh, you have to go in there and d do the editing with the uh, with the with whatever paint program you're using. I never used one on the Amiga. I'll have to say. Uh, in fact, I don't know anyone that did. So Amiga loves to me. I've never I've never seen anybody use it. But I'd much rather have used the Amiga's video tools than I would the tools that I had at my at my. Uh, fingertips on the pc which were much crummier than a deluxe paint i can tell yeah, you that yeah yeah well this is the first you know i i grew up uh sort of after the era of the hand scanner uh by the time that i, I wanted something scanned i could usually uh, i think i already had a a scanner in place uh but it is sort of incredible that you have the power, I mean, almost even more than a normal flatbed scanner, that you can physically move like a wand, this wand-like thing over an image, and somehow the computer knows how to read it. It's, it is incredible. You know, this is going to really date me, but I distinctly remember, you remember the old koala oh, yeah. pads? You had a pen and you could you kind of draw on I've got on one it. right over there on the shelf. Oh yeah, have you ever used uh, it? It doesn't currently work. <laughs> Has, has it, did it, have you ever used one? Yeah, I used I used one. I think that there was one in the uh, in the lab in eighth grade in the with the Atari eight hundreds. I think they had one in a box that I used. I did, excuse me. I, I distinctly remember before there was a hand scanner. We had one taking a picture and tracing it with oh, a okay, pad. Okay, it's just because you're trying to get something in there and doing you know it's. It is funny now, but I'm I'm telling you, I remember getting like downloading pictures uh, back in you know in the day from BBSs, and just you would get a digitized picture, and that was that was it. Didn't even matter what mm -hmm. it was. It's the ocean. It's a chick in a bikini. It's a it's a car. It's Batman. Whatever. You're like, oh, digitized picture. Now, you do know? you remember? It, here's here's a question I have. Did, were these pictures? Uh, a strain on the hard disks of the time? Did you kind of have to manage your files or were the pictures compressed that they weren't that big of a deal? It was real easy because I didn't have a hard disk. So, yeah. Uh, no, they normally were, they were fairly small. Uh, by today's standards, they're real small. They'd fit, you could fit plenty of pictures on a, on, a, on a floppy. There was no hard disk back. You got to remember, I didn't get a hard disk in a, in a computer until, gosh, 90, 93... 90, so yeah, 92, 93. So anything before that, it was all floppy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm old. well, it's, but I mean, that is, that is very, you were, you were late to the game because I mean, we had a hard drive in our computer like before then. So 92, yeah, 93, that's pretty first, late in the game to be first jumping onto the hard drive train. The first hard drive I ever got was in my Amiga 1200. We never, in my PC, we never had wow. a hard drive. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. All right, Aaron, let's move on down the line to this week's 10Mark video. Speaking of graphics on the Amiga, it's like it's a theme. 10Mark uh, is taking us through how to create JPEG graphics on the Amiga. Is this something you ever fooled around with back in the day? I do vaguely recall trying to convert stuff. Yeah, I never did. I mean, listen, 10Mark's going in there and doing some wackier stuff. You know... I can't remember it. It's in the '90s and the early '90s. I was a I, I would consider myself a pretty up on the Amiga scene utility guy, but I've lost all that so long ago. I don't remember any. Of it. I'm sure I fooled with this stuff. I do remember converting graphics over and stuff, but uh, at again at that point, uh, the Amiga could you know I I I don't remember converting JPEGs exclusively, but. 
I don't know. I might have done it. Uh, this was a pretty interesting video, though. I have I caught this one, uh, and it, uh, it it is funny to see how they convert. I mean, some of them look pretty yeah, good. I, I, you know, one of the things that is obviously the Amiga's forte is its ability to render these very very high resolution images uh, through modes that are acronyms that I don't fully understand. But they, I, I really, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. the the final result is always very impressive. All right, Aaron. Next up, there is a new game for the Amiga that was just released. This is called Fred's Journey. And this comes to us okay. from several sources, including Roshi over on the... Uh, and by the way, we've been saying his name wrong. He spelled it out for me. It's R-O-W-S-H-E. That's how we should be pronouncing it. So, Roshi. Not Rushi, not Roushi. Roshi. Get it right or pay the price. Sorry, it's too late now. The die is cast. Fred's Journey is a cute Amiga platformer from Cosmos Designs and Retro Guru. This comes to us from Indie Retro News, uh, the best news source for all new Amiga releases. Uh, this is a it's a it's a platformer. I checked out Saberman, of course, on the case, putting these videos together. Um, this looks like a game that I would be into uh, because it looks like a, a simple platformer. Uh, it, yeah. uh, what do you? What, what are your first impressions when you gaze upon the visage of Fred's journey, Aaron? Well, is, is Fred the guy that you can? I would think so. Fred is real creepy looking. Dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. He, it looks like a head and and, and two legs with no, no pants. pants. There's a lot of skin on that on that guy. Uh, uh, that's some weird stuff right there. Yeah. Man. I, uh, I, you know, his unblinking gaze is sort of unnerving now that I sort of, yeah, that is. yeah I look upon it. He looks like he's, uh, he's, he's really, um, he, he's very into what he's looking at. I mean, he just, but I mean, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. This is creepy looking, but I don't, I don't know, man. It, I mean, he seems like another one of the pantheon of Amiga platform <laughs> dudes. He'll fit, he'll fit in nicely. We don't have a, <laughs> We don't have a blank staring <laughs> naked head man in the list, so stick him in there. Now, I will say I got to give this game props because it runs on an OCS ECS system with only one meg of RAM required. Uh, this was coded in pure 68K assembler. That's high quality oh, assembler. Uh, which it, I will say the back, not to me, the graphics look okay, but the guy is weird. Well, he's looking. Fred. That's all you can say. Yeah, there you go. I guess that's what you get. All right. Next up, let's surf the World Wide Web like it's the 90s with an Amiga. This was a video that popped up on my radar, Aaron. I got a radar that uh -huh. cast a net far and wide over the darkest reaches of the internet. Uh, and this, is, this, was, this, this came in through it. Basically, this guy has taken an Amiga and he's hooked up a webcam or a camera and he goes through a bunch of different websites and lets you see what the uh, Amiga World Wide Web looks like. Uh, so this basically, it looks a lot like surfing the net in the mid-90s with Netscape. Uh, it, yeah, it does. That's the, it brings back... Now, of course, this was a very exciting time for me because this was when I first got the internet. I didn't do BBSs or anything like this. So I did watch this video uh, with enjoyment uh, because it did bring me back to all the GeoCities pages that I used to peruse, all of the, the Cure Web Ring pages. Uh, I was all in on the Cure Web Ring. I was one of the founding members. So just keep that in mind. I got to tell you, I, I never surfed the web on an Amiga. It, I, I BBSed a ton on Amiga, but I never surfed the web. 
Uh, it just seems like, uh, I mean, can you do it? Yes. It's a lot like the JPEG thing, that 10 mark. I mean, it's it's something to do, you know, but it's not really something you need to do. You know what I mean? This is just something to see if you can right. do it. Now, of course, this yeah. guy so is being go. very um, sort of selective with the sites that he visits. Uh, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, but, uh, but in a way, you know, you, you want that because you don't want to just be watching the spinning, whatever that is up in the corner, the spinning earth. Um, but this comes to us from Mr. Computer. And of course this, you can get to all of these links from the show notes, either in the podcast version of the show or in the, uh, the, the YouTube links. They're all there too. Mr. Computer. Mr. Computer. He's got 236 subscribers. Hit him up, man. This is a good video. I like it. You'd think a name like that, this guy would be one of the all-time prolific <laughs> web true. guys. Mr. Computer. It's like Mr. Wrestling 2, one of their best. I was thinking Mr. Coffee, oh, okay. but yeah. Um, and finally, we've got a new video out from Dan Wood. Half of the, uh, yeah, no, yeah, half this, of the uh, Retro Hour podcast. He's put yeah. out a very good-looking video about the action replay cartridge for the Amiga 500. Aaron, I had no idea that this thing existed. Well, I remember seeing ads mm -hmm. for it, you know. and uh, um, But, man, I have to say, it was neat to watch. Dan did a good job of showing you what it could do. It just did a fraction of the things it could do. Uh, but it's a very interesting uh, little piece of hardware. I guess if it has a, a big flaw, it's just the fact that it you know takes up that slot. Uh, uh, it would have been nice if, you could, if if they could have came up with something that hooked into like a you know like a parallel port or serial port like that. But uh, this thing really is very interesting, uh, and uh, it's got its own. I mean, it really could augment your computer in a, in a positive way, even if you didn't use the game stuff. Uh, but I've seen these action replays on other systems and how they work. And this one pretty much works the same way. You look for variables that change and try to determine how you get free mm -hmm. man. Or, now, it know, looks like it looks like that yeah. they actually made yeah. a, a version for the 1000, which is super interesting. I, well, I was I would assume it's just like the 500 one, except with you know the other right, way. Right, right. And then there's also, yeah. I guess, an internal <laughs> version that you can use on the big box Amigas, which is probably the way the, the way to go. Although... They said that they said this is the really? best one. Okay. Dan also said that they actually made one from the twelve hundred. Apparently, is no good. It fits in the in the belly mm -hmm. slot, and it's got a gimmick that comes out with a big button on it. It's up that strings up in the oh, bottom. Oh wow! <laughs> you got yeah, cool yeah. These things are hard to come. Well, it's by. funny because uh, I always, I always uh, the Wildcat for the Super Nintendo was always the 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 big one, and I always heard about these things for consoles. Uh, but I guess it only makes sense that they would have made them for for PCs as well. Probably might have even been easier to pull something like this off on the PC because you could dive into the uh, the system files a little bit more easily. Did you ever use one of these to cheat at console games? I, I had a Game Genie, and that was it. The Game Genie was like the everyman's action replay cart. Yeah, it's sort of the same thing. Yeah, now right? the action replay carts actually, I believe, for the consoles, really function more as backup devices, uh, aka playing pirated games off floppy uh, on your console rather than a cheat. Although I'm sure they did have cheat functionalities as well. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I never heard yeah, that you, about that. It's, although I will say, I use an action replay type device on the Saturn to. Uh, circumvent the right if you look at but I, don't, I don't that was something that came out decades after it if you look dead, at so. uh its system sets for for uh for roms for the super nintendo if you look at older sets a lot of them will say there'll be swc extensions and that's the super wildcat extension and that, that's where all, all these the 
that was an action yeah, replay? Yeah, all of those ROM sets were dumped from action replay devices. Yeah. Huh. yeah. No kidding. That's yeah. kind of neat. This was a good video, though. Uh, they, uh, Dan did a good job. I recommend this one. Yeah, yeah. Very good, Dan. All right, Aaron, that's going to wrap it up for this week in Amiga News. The Gamble Train is pulling out of the station, and we're getting ready to pull right into the garage because we're going to talk about what the- 4D <laughs> sports driving. I guess we want to pull out of the garage. <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely would in this case. Um, now, you know, this one's a funny one, Boat. Um, had, had, had you played this on any system? Never, never heard of this one before. Really? Had you never. heard of this? Um this this game it's funny i'd forgotten about this game and when i booted it up i was like man this looks awful familiar and it did because i had played this uh a while or attempted to play this a while back on my pc that uh-huh. i built uh but in on the pc this is called stunts right. yeah and uh which they really didn't change anything in the game even the little license plate in the main menu Still says stunts. it makes on. you wonder and do you have this in your notes why they chose not to call it stunts on the amiga okay yeah that well it's because they wanted it to be in line with their 4d series i see i see so this believe it or not they wanted it to fall in line with 4d right boxes. yeah and following up that that huge success for the amiga <laughs> yeah so uh this came out in 90 Two, which I believe this in on the PC, I believe this came out in ninety. Right. So I think it came out a little bit earlier. Um, two discs and published by Mindscape, and de- and developed by this uh, DSI. Uh, DSI uh, did uh, among other things. They did the hard balls on the Amiga. They did the test drives on the Amiga. They did cycles and they did forty boxing. So they 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 had a pretty good pedigree mm-hmm. mode. Uh, depending on, well, I mean, I think we liked the hard drive or the hard balls and the test yeah. drives uh, on on this on this thing. Um, the uh, this game runs on the ECS OCS. Uh, this actually, like, aside from the DOS port, uh, Boatster, this got released on the uh, FM Towns and Towns Marty, always Marty Party, the NEC PC ninety eight, and of course, I mentioned DOS, and I remember this game. It's funny because I used to have. Uh, uh, I told you I had the Tandy uh, color, uh, the Tandy uh, one thousand yeah, TL yeah. back in the day. Uh, we sold the the TL right uh, around when this came oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I had it. I actually played this on it. And the Tandy version was better than the DOS version. They had this this is, one of the games that was Tandy right, enhanced. Right. And uh, it got the it got the better music. It got the 16 color graphics, uh, and I think uh, th- this looks a lot like the Tandy version. I'm wondering if they didn't use this one to port it over the Amiga. The when did you version. when did you just a, just as a quick aside? When did that trend go away? When did you stop seeing the Tandy enhanced versions of games? Um, it would have been right around. Well, you got to think this is this is right around the time where. VGA came out, I mean, effectively came out, When it's funny, we just researched this for our battle, AGO, ARG mm-hmm. battle. VGA and AdLib and Soundblaster, all that stuff started hitting home in the early mm-hmm. 90s. Okay, and so that would have been when the Tandy would be basically a, dealt a, a death blow because now every system could have Soundblaster and every system could have VGA. And uh, Tandy effectively had it. it was the 16 color, sort of like EGA, uh, and so it got trumped. So this probably was near the end of the things that would have supported. So Tandy it. never made the jump into VGA, is what you're saying? 
they they actually I mean they had slots in their computers as they went up the line but Tandy got out of the PC game pretty early in the 90s as okay. I recall okay. so it wasn't like they were uh, that you got to think that the the the, the Tandy 1000 series was popular because it was really the first series of computers that, minus the PC Junior which mm-hmm. flopped that integrated a lot of things on the main board and cut down the cost um you got to think if you wanted a PC. People forget about this stuff now, but in the mid '80s, if you wanted a PC that had 16 color graphics uh, and sound, then you're gonna have to pay for the PC. Then you're gonna have to pay for the sound card, which they were not. There was only one really at the time in the mid '80s and mid to late '80s. And then you were gonna have to pay for the to uh, for uh, the EGA card to put in it. Uh, and so, because nothing was integrated on the old PC in the old days, it was all you put it all in, in cards. You know, so you had to add all this right. stuff. Uh, but the Tandy, where they built it all in, they could cut cut costs. You know, so people, it was more attractive to people. Yeah. Plus, they had that version of Windows that came on it, which was that the Tandy DeskMate that made it a more attractive choice for some people. I digress. Anyway, I remember playing this on the Tandy, and this also shares another uh, issue with the Tandy, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, so uh, this also had a dated disc uh, boat. The 4D driving master tracks mm-hmm. a disc. Uh, so, what is stunts? It's a pretty, or excuse me, I'm going to do that often. Uh, 4D sports driving. What is this game? If you've ever played uh, hard driving, then you've played the inspiration for this game. Wouldn't you agree with 100%. that? 100%. Now, uh, Har- Amiga had a, uh, a version of hard driving, uh, which uh, I would say was subpar. Uh, it wasn't the worst I'd play, but it wasn't what I would call the, off, the, off right. the charts. You know? And so, uh, this sort of follows suit in a lot of ways in my mind. Well, I, I would uh, say, I would to, call this the proper successor to Stunt Car Racer on the Amiga. It's, it's you know, it's funny you should mention that because I was thinking about Stunt Car Racer today I, it's funny. I had the games don't really play that similar similarly to me, and Stunt Car Racer does some things this doesn't, and vice versa. Um, but I, it, it a lot of it comes down to which one is more fun to play, and uh, that would be I guess very between who you are. I know which one I would prefer to play. Uh, so when you when you load this game up, it's got a pretty straightforward menu. Uh, it's got you. You get to pick. Uh, a, you can pick your car. You can pick a track. You can pick uh, your opponent if you want to have an opponent or not. And you can, uh, you know, go to your options area. Pretty standard stuff, boat. Uh, I like the fact that the menus are straightforward and easy to navigate, uh, and they've got a good, decent little tune playing mm-hmm. on there. Uh, the uh, once you once you like the first thing I did was go and pick a car. Uh, the cars are rendered in, um, they're not that attractive, are they? Well, <laughs> yeah, they're very low res, uh, you know, flat shaded polygonal, uh, things. Yeah. It's hard for me to be too down on them because they were trying to yeah. do them in 3d. And I mean, that, this is, this is pretty early on for, for that kind of 3d modeling and they do look different. And here's something that uh, yeah. that you don't get in a lot of games that feature multiple kinds of cars is that they handle differently and the dashes are all completely different. 
And yeah. so, yeah, I like so, that. So, I mean, uh, they also, when you pick your car, uh, they give you a um, they give you a chart that sort of has their acceleration mm -hmm. rates. They give you a, a bunch of stuff, including how much the car costs, how the top speed, uh, all that kind of stuff for gearheads. I think there's probably about what ten. There's a cars. ton of cars. A, when I was there's when uh, I was Lamborghinis and and uh, Porsches and all everything of the major brands are represented. There's a, I think there's a Ford. <laughs> there's an Audi. Um, and so I was very impressed with the uh, this the car selection. A lot of care went into this game. Um, they could have uh, they could have they could have easily you know cheaped out and only gave you you know two cars or even one car. But they they really they really did a lot to to make you feel like you had some choice in this. I will say this, and this is a controversial statement, and I almost you may not agree with me on this. You recall in test drive when you're picking your car. Uh, the car kind of kind of rolls onto the screen, and it look it looks like it's 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 not a rend it's not in polygons. It's an actual draw hand drawn mm -hmm. car, and it looks they look so much better. I think I would have preferred. Yeah, that. I know that this gives you a picture of what they look like in the game, but I, for me, I would like to be uh, I would like to have the illusion <laughs> as long as possible yeah. before being thrust into the polygon. I, I would probably agree with you in that, although this game totally destroys Test Drive in the amount of cars that you can pick from. Well, yeah, of course, Test Drive did have the car discs and stuff, which, I mean, this, I get you, you get them for free here, but you can well, have sure, a bunch I mean, of cars. Yeah, but I, I'm you know, just comparing I mean, the, the base the base Test Drive game. Yeah, you're you're right. You get way more cars. I think in Test Drive, you only get, what, three? Mm -hmm. I think that's all you get. Test Drive 2, the dual. So once you pick a, a car, of course, you could pick manual or automatic. You know what I oh, picked, yeah. boat. I picked automatic every time. Um, one thing you'll also find is in this game that you have to push up to, to accelerate. That that uh, We'll get into what you thought about that <laughs> here in a minute, but I got an idea. Uh, so what are the other choices? Well, you can also pick your opponent. Now, you can pick an opponent from some pre-selected guys, or you can go against the timer. If you go, if you pick an opponent, like an actual opponent, of course these are computer-controlled opponents. There's no multiplayer. Uh, each opponent is listed with a with a sort of a, a kind of digitized picture and a uh, backstory, and includes their weaknesses and strengths and their name. And they're pretty wacky. Did you look through? Any I looked of these? through them all when I was making the video yeah. for this for this show because nobody had really done a, a, an in-depth look at this, and uh, and so I recorded some footage. Again, astounding amount of work went into the um, the characters, and not just the characters, but their backstories. They each have their their own special track. Uh, man, the option the, the options in this game. I don't think we've done a racing game where there have been this many options. The uh, I like the fact that you've got the I like you know this sort of reminded me of that. Uh, was it Budokan or whatever? Where you had where you had to fight the different martial arts guys, and they all had they were all different. And they had names and their special uh, weapons. I, I, that's that? a, I think you're thinking of a different game. Budokan doesn't have any of that. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, the martial arts game where you go to the big uh, the big hall to fight. I, I, I like when they have these wacky characters. I think that's yeah. funny. These guys are cool. When you when you race them, if you whether you win or lose at the end of the race, there'll be a little animated. And I use animated in its <laughs> yeah, loosest yeah. sense, but an animated picture thing. They'll either pump their fist, or, you know, one of these. Yeah. I uh, I looked at this on the PC, and I can tell you that the uh, the PC version, when the little videos come out, it, it's a it's much smoother well, animation. That's not the only on, thing that's smoother in the PC version. On my twelve hundred, yeah. Now I have to say I played this in a couple different ways. 
to, which we'll get into. Uh, so anyway, or you can go get the timer. It's pretty obvious stuff there. Now, I want to get into, Bo, before we actually talk about the racing, I want to talk about the uh, uh, the ability to uh, not only select different tracks, but to actually edit tracks with the track editor. Did you did you tool around with I this just at all? very, very little. Um, but I, I made my Did own you tracks. really? Wow. And there, it was so simple. This track editor is really good. Very simple. Uh, I mean, it's just as uh, they make it as brain dead simple as they can, and it, it works. I, I was real pleased mm. with the track editor. I remember messing around with it back when and when I was younger, and it was I liked it then too. Uh, so I will say that's one big plus for this thing is uh, is the track editor. I mean, you could and you could put the car through some real brutal. Uh, brutal tracks if you want to put in blockade. I mean, you you've got access to pretty much everything in the game, so you could have block. You could have those uh, blocks in the road, and you could have them jump like way way too far, and you can have bridges right beside jumps and have them jump into stuff. It's you can do all kinds of crazy stuff, but I like that. So I, that's a big thumbs up for me. And you can you can also of course uh, 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 go in there and, and fiddle with tracks that are pre made as well, mm-hmm. boat. Yeah. So let's get to the nitty gritty. Uh, boatster, uh, the actual racing. When you hit start race, uh, you are uh, or let's drive. You are it puts you on the it puts you in this area where it, like it opens two doors, like you're emerging from a huge warehouse onto the track. Oh, that was well, kind of weird. I, it does that. I don't think you're emerging from a huge warehouse. I think that is the back of the uh, truck opening up. You know, the carrier truck. Oh, see that's see yeah. boat. That's why you make the big bucks right there, pal. I never, I never actually uh, put that put that together. So you're unloaded off this truck, if you will, at the start line. Now, if you're driving solo, you just it, the timer kicks up. It gives you the, it gives you the go, and you take off. Uh, boat mentioned that the each of the cars have a different dash. Uh, which I believe that's that was also the same was also true in test drive the duel. So that it's good attention to detail, boat. Uh, the the dashboards are not polygonal; they're just normal, aren't yeah. they, boat? And so they they look, it, it, but it doesn't it doesn't stand out or make it look weird. You know, uh, there's not you could it works. It, I think oh, yeah, it works absolutely. It's it's got the same driving uh, mythology that was in uh, test drive mm-hmm. two. You've got the little dot on the yeah. wheel. It sort of tells you where where you're steering. And you uh, you accelerate by pushing up on the joystick. Now, what did you think of that boat? I'm just, did you use the joystick? Or I use the, I use the joystick for sure. Uh, what did you think about the control well, method? Well, I'll tell on you this: this. Uh, I thought I was going to hate it, and it turns out that I didn't hate it as bad as I could have because whenever you set your rate of speed, you don't decelerate unless you brake. So you put your you can set your speed at say like you know 105 kilometers per hour, and once you get up to that speed, you can just press left or right, and you won't decelerate. So I didn't think it was that <laughs> yeah. bad. That's exactly the way it is in Test Drive mm-hmm. to the Duel. Um, I, when I played this on, the, of course, when I played this on the uh, 1200, I just played it straight up, just push forward. When I, I also played this on the PC because I wanted to check different uh, different mm-hmm. speeds. And I, I actually, on there, I could change the buttons around. So I actually made accelerate and braking, but each gave, I gave both. Yeah, of them that a would have been welcome in this. Yeah. Well, it didn't work. It's not like it worked perfectly, but it did. I did mm-hmm. do better uh, doing it that way. And plus, I wasn't using a gamepad uh, instead of Joel. Although, really, I used the gamepad on both, but I used the uh, Xbox stick on the PC. I used the Super Nintendo stick on the uh, mm-hmm. Amiga. But uh, um, the. Uh, I thought the uh, uh, accelerate. I wish you could have hit. A, I wish it gave you an option to choose button. 
you know that would have been nice um one thing you'll notice um i don't know what your default set on when you started but when it, this thing when this thing crept out of the gate i was like man this is this has got a pretty slow frame rate for me and I ran a race and went, and I went. There's actually it's a place where you can go to tinker with the graphics settings. This is kind of unusual for an Amiga game. That's more of a PC mm-hmm. thing. I don't see it that that much on the Amiga, so that doesn't surprise me. That this came from the PC world because that's uh, that's something you see a lot. But I will say, once if you if you make the screen look like garbage, this can this will go at what I would consider a acceptable uh, rate of speed. Uh, I will say when I the thing that I had this has in common with the Tandy is the Tandy. I remember this thing not running that fast on my on my on my 1000 either. Uh, in fact, I remember it running pretty slow. The funny thing about the PC, I mean, it'll let you. The PC is a different world because everyone had so there was no standard, and so you could run all kinds of games on your on your PC that it wasn't meant to run. And I think this was one of them because I remember this thing running painfully slow on my Tandy, so it wasn't as bad on the on the. Uh, on the 1200, but it wasn't exactly uh, it wasn't exactly a breakneck speed. Now, how did you play this? Thing I played first? this uh, on FSUAE, emulating an Amiga uh, 1200, uh, just a, just a okay. stock 1200. What did you think of the frame rate? Whatnot? You know, I I'd heard on Discord that this was going to be this was going to be a disappointing experience playing this on the Amiga rather than the PC. However. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find it to be the case. I mean, I went back after I got done and watched some footage of uh, the PC gameplay. And of course, the PC is infinitely more smooth. However, oh yeah. However, uh, the the I did not have a uh, a bad time with this game. I I weren't. I I mean, I became adjusted to the frame rate pretty early on, and uh, it didn't bother me. It, it, it it's it's. I thought that it played okay. You know, and and I had I had a good time with this. Um, I don't understand why this game doesn't get more love. Uh, to me, this game is everything. I think that Stunt Car Racer is, it's a, it's a, it's an okay game. It's fine. I think it's a little overrated personally. Um, it came out very early on. I think it came out in like what, 87, 88, something like that. And that probably has a lot to do with it, but it was much earlier right, than this right. one. Yeah. But I don't understand why this game isn't more fondly remembered because this game, to me, does everything that Stunt Car Racer does and more. It gives you more tracks. It gives you more cars. It gives you more options. It gives you uh, all the different stunts that you can do in this game are much more impressive than any of the stunts that are in Stunt Car Racer. Uh, the only thing that this game really has against it is that it's sort of a nerfed port from the PC. But that doesn't mean anything. If you're if you only got an Amiga, you know, this is the game for you. So um, you know, maybe it's because uh, you know, a lot of people played Stunt Car Racer first and they got really good at it. And this game, I mean, it does take a while to get used to, but I was able to complete, you know, races and stuff, and I was never able to beat a computer opponent, but I had a ton of fun just racing around. Of course, the big thing that Stunt Car Racer that Stunt Car Racer has that this doesn't have is that null modem support two-player version, which I mean you can't that if that if this game would have had that, man, perfect. I think that would have improved this game's lot. I, I, I can't. Really uh, another thing um, that I want to mention is the uh, this game is so much more interesting to look at than Stunt Car Racer. Once you you know once you're out in the world, 
this game is a lot more, it has a lot more in common with hard driving where you're looking around and you see objects off in the distance in the background as you rotate around in this 3D world. It really makes you feel like you're in a world versus Stunt Car Racer. Basically, you see the track and, you know, the flat horizon in the ground and that's it. And again, I don't want to undersell Stunt Car Racer at all. I think that this game is the logical extension to where Stunt Car Racer, you know, should have gone. If there was ever a Stunt Car Racer 2, which I know there was that TNT or whatever, but to me, this is a proper Stunt Car Racer 2. I don't really... It's funny, I don't find these that comparable, if I'm honest. Um, it's. I mean, they are the same subject matter. I mean, they, there, there are comparisons, but I didn't really think of that game that much when I first played this. It did occur to me, like I said, I mentioned earlier today... <sighs> Here's the thing, I think I think Stunt Car Race is a, is a much more fun game. I think Jeff Cram and one thing that he got right that they couldn't get right on here was the fact that the, the is the illusion of speed. Uh, that game, you actually feel like you're moving fast. You're really going. When you make jumps and stuff, it all feels like it should. This game is just, um, it's just so uh, the frame rate's slow. It's 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 twitchy. I mean, the uh, everything in the game feels slowed down. It feels like you. I mean, and keep in mind, if you're playing this on, like, say, uh, uh, an accelerated Amiga, this may be a great game. It's funny it, it, when you say that this game doesn't get that much press or whatever. You're right, and you think this would be one of the games that would get a lot of press with accelerated Amigas and people showing off their, you know. So I, I've got to wonder if the accelerated hard drive it has much of a difference. I would assume it does because. I saw people play this on the Amiga 500, and it was really mm -hmm. slow in there. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the 1200 did increase it. So I would, one would assume that having a, a more jacked-up process would make this go quicker. I, like I said, I don't want to necessarily just sit here and compare it point by point with uh, Stunt Car Racer. I, I personally like Stunt Car Racer more. Everything you said is pretty much right, except that I don't like the, just the, the problem. This game sort of loses it in the gameplay. Yeah. It's just so it's so twitchy and 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 and, and slow. Now again, if you turn everything off, you get a little boost. It's not a ton of boost, but you get a little bit, you know. Uh, but if you watch someone play this on a on a uh, on a PC, uh, this this and this is one of those games, as I recall. I remember trying to run this on my PC, and I believe it was just way too fast to run this. Uh, I think this is one of those things that you can go it can go to ludicrous speed and you have to sort of cripple your own processor because mm -hmm. I remember trying to play it on there and, and just saying to hell with it. Uh, but it's a much smoother experience. Of course, depend, it depends on what PC you've got too. So I don't want to sit here and compare the, these directly with the PC version. Everyone knows you got a faster machine that's going to mm -hmm. run better. Bad. But on a stock Mega 1200, I didn't think it was acceptable, uh, frankly. Uh, I, and that's sad because I like almost everything about it. Uh, the the uh, stunts are cool. The loop, the uh, the uh, corkscrew, the uh, the banked turns, the bridges, the ramps. Uh, now there are things I don't like about the gameplay. If you'll recall when you're playing hard driving, uh, for example, if you careen off the track and get yourself killed, uh, it will show a, a quick replay of you dying. It puts you back in the track and you take off. In this game, you're pretty yeah, much it's game over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the other yeah, way me better. Yeah, me too. Me uh, too. Be, um, plus, you get that. Remember that? Bum, 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 the, the death music that was on hard drive. I always <laughs> love that. We own a hard drive, and so I've played this game about a million times. Uh, you know, uh, on, in the arcades, I'm pretty familiar with it. Uh, 
this game adds a lot of stuff that I mean, this is definitely the natural progression from hard drive, and I'll definitely agree with you there. Uh, this is what this is, uh, and of course, hard drive came out with stunt drive and all this other crap. But uh, this game is really is is adds all the stunty stuff you want, plus the track editor, plus all the cars. It really only misses in two areas. It misses on multiplayer and it misses on overall performance. Because I think there's a really good game here if they could just get it to perform pr correctly. And this is probably one of those titles that was just a little bit too ambitious to put on an Amiga. This is 1990. Now, I I'm sure some people are going to say, listen, they just did a, a quick and dirty port uh, over to the Amiga and didn't put enough time in refining it. And maybe that's true. But I can only review what they've got in front of me, not what the potential is. Something else that I thought was really irritating in this game is it's real easy to spin out in these cars. And when you spin out, man, you go a thousand miles. Well, off the track, one of one you know? of the things, one of the downfalls about having a billion cars is that you don't necessarily take the time to find the ones that are the easiest to control. If you if you go to and you select the, I think it's a Lamborghini SUV looking thing. That's the one I always play. See, with. I. I <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly Yeah, why. I didn't have nearly as much trouble uh, with spinouts as I did playing some of the other models. But I, if you played that 25th anniversary, like was it Lamborghini mm -hmm. was one, and it was a couple that if like you missed the track by like that much, right? You're gone. But I mean, that's that's realism. I mean, if you play Project Cars or any modern game, you're going to notice that too. So I can't really fault the game for having like realistic driving physics. After all, this game is called 4D Sports Driving. It's not it, well. It's it's not fun though. Is my point. It's not fun to well, go a thousand miles it, off the track and have to limp back. You know, it, it just depends. This is a game that is definitely. It tries to. It's 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 a it's a poor combination because they have like ultra realistic driving physics with insane stunts, and it seems like if you're going to have insane stunts, you need to have more of a Mario Kart style, more forgiving game underneath it. I think. You know, this is going to sound so, but something else I sort of missed from, from uh, hard driving. Remember in hard driving, there would just be random, like, and also in test drive too, there would just be random passenger cars and stuff. I mean, it doesn't fit this, but I always thought it was funny when you're, when you're going through a loop and you run into a, 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 a like a, a station wagon with a family of four in it. It's like, what are they doing right. in this loop? You know? <laughs> I kind of missed that. I thought the scenery was good. It's funny when you go to the track editor, you get a real idea for all the different scenery you can put in, all the different types of track. They've got ice and dirt, and they've got all kinds of different types of uh, pieces to play with. The track editor could be infinitely fun. I think this is a game, I guess I, I'm not going to say I recommend it for anybody, but if I'm going to play this, it's going to be on something that can really has the horsepower to run right. it. And I think what you could do here is have a pretty good time. Uh, if you have the, if of course now we live in an age where you can emulate this stuff, you just crank up the emulation, you know. And I think uh, that would that kind of gives this game a second mm -hmm. life. I think that would help a lot. You know, something I also thought was odd. Uh, I heard that I listened to the PC music and the, and the PC sound uh, when it came on. Of course, this was the uh, Tandy sound, uh, and I liked the music on the PC better. I thought that was weird. 
the sound effects are better on the Amiga, but I didn't think the tune was well, good. The you know, tune. again, you know, a lot of that I'm sure has to do with the way that it was ported over, whether they really fully utilized all the the the, the software or the hardware that the Amiga had to do the music. And that's something that I really, I wish I knew more about. I would like to talk to, you know, one of the guys that was responsible for porting things back and forth between the PC and the Amiga and just find out exactly like, you know, what did you think about what, when you were under a time constraint, you know, what was the, what was the first thing to go and stuff like that. Of course, this came out a full two years after the PC version, so you'd think they would have had time. You know, something else I want to mention, you know, we, of course, again, this stuff that's been eclipsed by technology, and, and but the, 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 the disc, I played this on the, uh, on the uh, GoTech, mm-hmm. you know, I used to try to play just go at least once. There's a lot of disc swapping at load times in this thing too, mm. Boat. It's a real, it's a real ah. loader. Uh, so, Something I read. Now, all my versions had the color protection ripped out, but get this boat. I thought this was kind of funny. I was looking, I found this on the wiki. Uh, this game included a form of copy protection, right? Uh, each time you run the program, you have to uh, complete a specific phrase found in the game manual. That always sticks, <laughs> yep. right? Now, get this. If you, can, if you screw up three times, the race will still load. And then four seconds into the race, the player is informed that they didn't they didn't deactivate the car security system, and the car crashes and it takes you back to the main oh. menu. <laughs> See, I would rather it not crash at all. I would rather it just you just stop right there. Maybe a guy knocks on your window, a state trooper or something like that. That would be great. I love I love copy protection when it's when it's done cleverly like that. Of course, I wouldn't have loved it if I was a filthy stinking pirate back in the day. But yeah, you got that right. Now, um, did you? Uh, I looked this up on eBay boat to see if there was, cause, and I thought, you know, this probably, uh, this was a pretty popular game on the PC as I recall. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how popular it was on the Amiga, but I'm guessing it wasn't super popular because there weren't currently any available uh, on uh, eBay. Uh, but I did find a couple that had sold in the past two or three months that went for about 25, 35 bucks boxed. So that's not too bad. Uh, not too bad a deal. Um, the reviews on this were all over the really? map. Uh, but, yeah. So, Lemon gives us a 7.8. I think good. that's pretty low for Lemon, actually. We, no, don't, we, don't, play, no, Lemon we don't play a lot of 7 we games. We don't play a lot of horrible yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the first yeah. 7 game I can remember we us doing on Lemon ever. Uh, you say that every no. time. You say it every time. So, Amiga Action gave us a 74. Okay. All right? And yeah. Amiga format gave it a 22%. Oh my gosh. <laughs> killed it. Amiga Joker, 51%. Amiga Magazine gave it 7 out of 10. All right. Amiga Mania, brother, gave it a 79%. But Amiga Power gave it a 69. CU Amiga gave it a 75. And the one gave it a 78. Okay, so, those are, they're, so they're, they're mostly they're, in the 70s. Amiga format, I think, is pretty well known for having grudges against various publishers and, 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 uh, you know, churning out some pretty weird reviews from time to time. So they dropped the hammer yeah. on this one. Um, one more thing before we uh, do. We, I don't know if we got any discord, but one more thing before we move on. Um, there's a yeah, the company has a version of this out. I don't know if you tried the company. No, version I haven't. Mode. Now it has a few weird hangups in it. Uh, the uh, op- the you know the truck doors uh-huh. that open. There there's some glitching. There's a little bit of glitching in it. And also, there's this high-pitched wail that occasionally kicks up. I mean, wow. it's horrible. 
and you also can't save your tracks and that that was a real bummer because I, I made an awesome track on mm. that one and it wouldn't work so that was kind of a bummer so just fair warning if you're gonna try that but it does include the extra track okay pack. cool did we get any Discord we did. action? Uh, Graham W. Bebke says, I played this for years on a 486 PC, and the Amiga version is very good too, despite it being slower and having fame rate and clipping issues. I yeah. tested this on my new Minimig Mr. Core setup. Graham with the big Mr. Core. That's what he does yeah. now, bro. Using a 6820 CPU, 2 meg chip RAM, and 4 meg fast RAM. The config I'll use for all my reviews going forward. The game is best played with a slower car with good acceleration until you become very familiar with the track. So I almost always first choose the Corvette. The original track is fairly easy to master and you should be able to achieve times under two minutes. From there it's a race against the clock and trying to beat your times with different cars so you can compete against or and you can compete against AI opponents when you feel confident enough. With the track editor, you won't grow tired of this game easily if it's one you enjoy. The frame rate on the Amiga is the only thing I wish was improved. Setting the game options to fast graphics with no clouds, etc. helps, but you probably need at least an 040 to love this as much as the PC version. 7 out of 10. Yep. And Chris Fold says, a decent conversion of the PC Classic. Full kudos to having the different graphics levels to suit the machine, but even on an A1200, the draw distance was a bit too short, and the frame rate was choppy on the fastest, simplest mode. Also, the mouse control doesn't seem to work half as good as the PC, meaning only analog input, and so it's a bit grippled. A good port attempt, but sadly, fast 3D was never the Amiga's strong point. Close, but no cigar. 6 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh... uh... The I always the first thing I did because I know me is I went and found the slowest car, which is the mm -hmm. one you picked too. Yep. Is that how I thought I'm going to play the slowest car, and then I never stopped because anytime I would move off that car, I was skidding all over the place. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. We got lead feet. My I really, uh, yeah, I agree with your your. Um, I I wish that uh, that you could have that sort of. Well, it, you know, once you're sitting inside the car, it really doesn't matter what 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 the car is anymore. But uh, I wish that the the faster, cooler cars would have would have handled a little better. Would have would have made it more fun. Yeah. You know the thing. I think this game could have been a superstar. It's. Got, I mean, if you if you boil it down, you're in an awesome cars doing crazy stuff. Right. Right. Who's what's not to like? So really, it just I think they just overstepped their bounds because you know the guys over at DSI know oh, what yeah. they're doing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so it's just they. I think they. I think this was an ill-advised port. Let's just Absolutely. Put it uh, you know, Aaron, we got an iTunes review this past week. Oh, we love iTunes reviews. Uh, if you have not yet left us a review on iTunes, we invite you to do so. Uh, the Cure ten fifteen. Speaking of my love for the Cure back in the nineties, when I was one of the founding members of the Cure Web Ring. It's Friday. You're That's in love right. With That's the Cure. right. Uh, he says, listening to these shows in the UK in 2020, reliving my childhood and all those hours spent on the Amiga, kids of today will never know the quality of some of these games. Great channel, guys, with some really awesome content. Keep up the awesome work. Been listening to these for months now. So thank you very much, The Cure 1015. We appreciate the review. I hope you've got wacky Robert Smith Have you there. seen Robert Smith there. lately? 
I have not, but I'm, I can picture him being bald and, and hugely oh, what? fat. Half like of me. that's correct. He's still got the same hair as he's always had, except he's rather large, and the lipstick and the in the pale makeup look a little bit more ridiculous than perhaps they did in the in the eighties. <laughs> oh my God! You know, let's talk about the cure. Okay, for I'm minute, always buddy. willing to talk about the cure. You know, this the the, the uh, their big hit. It's Friday Out right? of Love. Is it their worst ever song? It's got to be up there. It's not one of their best. It's funny because The Cure is a lot like, um, well, they're a lot like a lot of bands. Like, it kind of reminds me of Red Hot Chili Peppers, too, where their, their early hits were completely different than the rest of their catalog. You know, The Cure. Yeah, except they didn't have as many hits as the, nowhere near as many as the Red Hot did. But they both had awesome Totally different, but awesome basis. Yeah, I will say true. that the Cure's bass, God, that that, that his dude name can is go. his I'll name is Simon credit. something. I can't remember his last name, but uh, but yeah, the Cure is 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 known for its very melodramatic, sort of depressing music. And then Friday, I'm in love. Of course, they've got a lot of they got a lot of more up tempo tunes too. But once they figured out that that was the key, they started including a couple more of those uh, on on each album. They made they made they went they went straight to the money. That's bank, right. You know that would I mean? be the make that I would go to if I was. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Um, so. Let's talk about the fine folks that are with us here on Twitch. Uh, we do record Amigos every Friday here at Amigos Studios East and West as we're recording still in this time of social isolation. Uh, Duncan Styles is with us. Frodo NL. Simon Gallup, not with us, but is the basis for The Cure. Um, Ricky DeRosha is here with us. The Retro Man Cave is given in love to mom. Uh, Polyester Links is with us. Paul Kitching, L. Curtis B. Pixels at Dawn doing a great job modding and reminding us that next week's game is Gold Corn Expressin', picked by Chris Folds. So we'll mention that now. Can't wait to play some Gold Corn Expressin'. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know either. Uh, Super Cruiser 5000 here with us. Nice crowd in the chat. We'd love it if you join us. Card 2010, of course. Um, and we want to thank all the fine folks that support uh, us as Twitch subscribers. Subscribing on Twitch is one of the ways that you can give us some cash uh, and uh, help ensure the future of Amigos. Just like Silverstreak72, Chris Folds, Macintosh Librarian, Wing Chun Wolf, Frodo NL, Roushi, MSX, Honored Shadow, Mitsuyama, Go To, Go Sub, Retro Jerry, Barkbit, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels of Dawn Gaming, Still Adolescing, Jost 80, Darkwing 602, G Vebke, The Slow Norse, L Curtis B, and Duncan Styles. Very good. Hey, uh, before you move on to the uh, best part the of the show, channel portion oh, of, okay. of the show, I want to mention that uh, since Retro Man Cave's in the house, uh, I watched this. <laughs> I don't know if you watch his newest video, but it's like a 15 minute. Um, I don't know what kind of music he uses, but this like slow modern jazz funk. Man, hybrid. that sounds right up my you know, alley. It was, 50, it was 15 minutes of him cleaning old crappy uh, IBM computers, desktop computers. And I put this on and just and, and, in and drifted off to sleep. <laughs> it was perfect. Just I was watching this guy clean. So, Retro, I will give you credit. I don't know if this was your intent, but it, it, watching you clean these computers was very relaxing. You didn't have to even be talking. 
if you'd been speaking, I'd be in a coma right now. <laughs> but it was, it's, it was highly amusing. Poor Retro, he's got 15 or 60 of these big things to clean, but he's doing it for charity, so thumbs up to you, my friend. All right, Aaron, thank you for reminding me that we should talk about this week's site updates, or not site updates, but uh, video updates over on the YouTube channel. You've been going crazy, Bo. Crazy boat. That's time. right. So uh, first up, last week on Our Sinclair, we talked about Football Manager, and we were joined by special guest Kevin Toms, the designer of Football Manager himself. He managed to come on right as soon as Aaron was burying the game, like he's never buried a game before, which That's gave me true. I gave this, I it gave me a tremendous amount of mirth. Uh, but we appreciate Kevin uh, popping in on the chat and answering some questions. We also appreciate uh, Retro Man Cave for uh, for asking uh, Kevin if he'd drop by. It was a really cool time. You know, having Ke that Kevin on here, I, I, I gave this guy props, and and here are the, I think pretty much the way I summed it up. I enjoyed his bizarre, like, early 90s soccer management game, which is the highest compliment that I personally can give a That's man. That's true. If you could get that over with me, you are the king of men. <laughs> now, Aaron, I've been stuck at home by myself, and, uh, and yeah. I've been doing a lot of music projects. You know, uh, I've been trying to keep my students uh, motivated to play their instruments, so I've been making some recordings of myself playing uh, various instruments, and this week uh, I put out a recording of the Super Mario Brothers overworld theme with a little Mario playing in the bottom there. Uh, just today, I put out a little something for the Amiga fans. The Bubble Bobble theme, performed on trumpet, trombone, and piano. So uh, make sure you check that out if you are a Bubble Bobble guy. Um, I have a lot of fun doing these. Uh, you know, it's a it's something to break up my normally monotonous day of just sitting staring in front of the uh, the the computer screen, answering questions about students that have lost their account passwords. So. Um, <laughs> now, why don't you talk? I yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll watch. I watched the one you did today, mm -hmm. and with great amusement, both. And I think the trombone is one of the more difficult. It's certainly, it's got to be the most difficult brass instrument. They I call thought. it the master uh, instrument because. He, yeah, it's it's uh, that's no easy it's, task. It's, it, and so I enjoyed your trombone work, and then I was watching you play trumpet, and I, I have to say you were. I think that I think my second or third chair level. I think I could have kept up with you. You probably that. could have. I am not the world's greatest trumpet player for sure. All right, Aaron, why don't you talk a little bit about food games? Uh, food games. Well, we we someone suggested that we uh, put a pie piece on where on ARG where we play games that are about mm -hmm. food, uh, and we we did. Uh, Brent picked a game I'd never heard of called Panic Restaurant for the NES. I really like this game, uh, Boat. I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. it uh, very This is a mascot, by yeah, the way. Yeah. This guy looks like a proper mascot. He's got great animations. He dies real well. He, 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 I like. The well, way you he know, attacks. every this is just you know every every platform has its strengths, and the NES's strength, I don't think anybody would argue, is they know how to do mascot platform mascots. I agree. And then the other game we picked, and I, this one I picked for the Intellivision, because uh, I was looking into Burger Time games. I was going to pick uh, one of the arcade versions of Burger Time, but I thought I'd go with the Intellivision uh, Diner, with the, sort of the official, unofficial sequel to Burger Time. And this was also a fun game. We, I, we were both surprised how much we enjoyed mm -hmm. this. A uh, An interesting play 
on the original Burger Time in, in sort of a uh, uh, Escher-esque 3D multi-layered map where you're kicking various round foods at the enemies to complete uh, meals at the bottom of the screen. Or sort of a, a real um, kind of almost abstract this I knew, but when I played this, that it would be right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, I really, really, really like this one. This one was really cool. Um, you know, the thing that surprised me the most about it was that it's the sequel to Burger Time, but it is not the same game, but it's still good. Yeah, it, well, you know, I, I think you watched the show, but. The, this guy was originally making a game based on He-Man. And yes, I did. Universe. I did see that, and I would like to and see so, He-Man and Battle Cat, you know, w- walking around these different, uh, these different geometric scenes. <laughs> he made the right call because this is. I really like this as a as a seat. We. I don't know if you've ever played the uh, uh, the uh, ice cream. No, I never have. Time, but it's not that mm-hmm. great. This is a much more fun game. It's not perfect. Uh, but it, I enjoyed it a lot. And it's also, it's another game where you, greed is good. You can score some big points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that, and then I also, I made a couple videos. These week's games, for some reason, uh, just didn't, there weren't a whole lot of, like, quality captures uh, from, for either uh, Gauntlet 2 uh, or uh, 4D Sports Driving. So, you can see some no commentary, just simple playthroughs uh, of these. Uh, I put up a, uh, a Coco comparison, Aaron. This was a Lancer and Buzzard Bait. This is sort of famous around the Coco community. Two of the most prominent yes, members, uh, L. Curtis B. and uh, I want to say Nick Marantes because I've heard his name. But that's not his last name. Nick Mariota, <laughs> I think, is his last name. Anyway, these two guys yeah. pretty much run the whole Coco operation. Uh, and uh, and they are as kings of the platform. They they feud over which is the more accurate, more fun uh, joust clone for the Coco. And uh, this was a very controversial video. It raised a lot of uh, it raised a lot of uh, arguments and whatnot, but it got a lot of attention. Which one did you prefer, Bo? Uh, you know, I really think that it's hard to argue with Buzzard Bait. <laughs> Because buzzer bait has better sound, it has uh, what well, has sound to speak of it all. But the big thing, Lancer, you can only have four uh, four enemies on the screen at once. And if you know anything about Joust, uh, Joust is uh, a game where you want to have tons. Of, it's got to be chaotic, tons of ostriches everywhere all the time. So I'm going with buzzer bait. There you go. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that, yeah, boat. Yeah. All right, Aaron. The last the, we really have put out a lot of stuff on the channel this week. Uh, the very last thing is we did an episode of the Coco Show last week. Uh, Double Back uh, was last week's game. What did you think of Double Back, Aaron? It's a, it's the simplest of games, Boat. It's I mean it's the simplest of games, but it's cunningly uh, made to make it fun. Uh, I've played uh, uh, some this week. Uh, it is the uh, game of the week uh, on the uh, uh, Coco Talk uh, show, and so I'm trying to get better at it uh, and uh, submit a decent score. But it's a fun game. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, this was really a sleeper for me. When I heard about the, um, the the premise of the game, I was like, oh my gosh, another one of these. But man, this is great. I like this a million, billion, billion more. Actually, I don't know. That's That, that could be a lie. Because I really like that Kicks uh, clone that... 
we played on the Coco Talk <laughs> Discord last week too. So, I, yeah, the Coco. I, I, like I told you a while back, there's tons of hidden gems on here that no one's played, and that, those are both yeah, good ones. Yeah. So if you're at all into the Coco or Coco curious, make sure you check out the Coco <laughs> Show. <laughs> Good one. All right, Aaron, the time has come to announce the winners of last week's Patreon song challenge. Uh, last week's Patreon song, there was actually, it was a, it was a, um, a two for one deal uh, because I inadvertently, I was, I was worked up into a frothing rage after what happened with last, the two weeks ago's Beatles song that I inadvertently uh, gave away the title of the song. Uh, and so th- then and then I yelled me. at you, and so I covered all the bases. Uh, what the World Needs Now was the first song, and that was the song that I inadvertently announced. The second song was another Burt Bacharach classic, Do You Know the Way to San Jose? And I want to thank Terry Howard, Pac Billy, and Mitsuyama for your correct answers. Um, nice. We have a new uh, supporter, Aaron, a new member of the Amigos, the illustrious Amigos Game Selection Committee. The few, the proud. Uh, I'm going to make sure and say it right. I even spelled it out phonetically. Roshi. 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 If that is his real name. If that is his real name. So, if you know this week's Patreon Song Challenge, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com as I think of this week's Patreon song. I was just looking. I, yeah, I knew the, the wheels were turning All right. there, Bode. I got it. <coughs> I want to make sure that I haven't done this one. Let's see. I don't think I've done it. All right, I don't think I've done it. Here we go. Um, finally, here we go. Roshi, Frodo, and El Sol, and Liza, Tech, Mazebedee's Magic Roundabout, Jurgen, Mr. Cola, Daniel Williams, Bernard, Lucas, Jerry, Dennington, Zorg, Love, Commodore, Kid, Bjorkvin, Goodnison, Reflection, Simon, Letch, Cap and crispy killer bites and caffeine. Mike the Bugger Factor <coughs> Three Wood Gary, Heather Freeland, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andrew Jones, Lobs Terminator, Ten Minute Amiga Retrocast, Bernard Gwen, Retro Man, Cave Tim Drew. Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Caleda, Rob O'Hara, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Zolan, Bart Big, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, Leaf Kellan, Alan Kebab, Chakoti Level, Lord John Marshall, Matthew Perrault, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead Boy, Biggie CTZ, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sor, Garden Mortensen, Ed Van Helen, Blando 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abed, Chris Boltrine, Catch a Lauren Giroux. 
Graham, Bebb, Key, Langdon, Ads, Adam, Battersby, O'Brien's Retro <laughs> and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Bites from the Crib, Josh Nat and Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THG, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy Hoom, Dad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason, Wands, Pixels of Dawn, and Kjell Bjorn Barman. They Idiots. call it a tour de force, Aaron. Is that what they That's call it? That's what that? they call it. Tour de force. Are you sure you haven't done that one I before? don't think so. I know you've tapped that band I have, at some point. I have. I, I checked the... I didn't have time to check the official list that Pixels at Dawn put together. I need to pin that to my desktop at all times. But I did search my email, which is normally my go-to on how to do that. It's creepy that someone wrote down a list of all the things you've defiled. Well, they call it a defamation list. I've had several in yeah. my life. So... Uh, Aaron, next week again, uh, we're going to be che- we're going to be playing Guildcorn Expressin from the uh, illustrious Amigos Game Selection Committee, submitted for voting by one and only Chris Folds. Can you say that one more time? 